Oh, geez. I feel like I'm really spitty. Um, okay, sorry. I got sidetracked by swallowing. From Boogie Land Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, you never know who's listening. My feelings about Christmas have been well documented here on this podcast. However, in case you missed it, I love Christmas. The giving and receiving of presents, the decorations, the music, the food, family, and of course, the reason we celebrate Christmas, the most crucial part of God's redemptive plan, the birth of Jesus. I would like to give a little peek into where I'm coming from with this story. To my great joy, my grandson Micah has been listening to my stories. He calls them grandma stories. He listens to them when he goes to bed for his naps and at nighttime. When he's at my house for nap time, he wants me to tell him the story about the cat. The story that is a part of the very first episode of On Carlson Drive. If you have missed that episode, as well as the other Christmas stories... You have some catching up to do. He knows all the little details of the story. If I say my best friend was Sean, he will say, No, it's Sean Cool. I have to get it right. He pulls out some interesting elements of my stories, like, um, Did Grandma see a naked man in the woods? Oh, um... Well, I didn't really write these with small children in mind, but there is nothing really inappropriate for little ears. Although I wouldn't put it past him to repeat that line to someone who doesn't know anything about my podcast, causing them to wonder what kind of grandma this little angel baby boy has. He, of course, likes the bloopers at the beginning because grandma is hilarious. So this story is going to be with the idea that my grandchildren are listening. And in fact, this one in particular will be aimed mostly at them. My Christmas decorations start coming out soon after Halloween is over. Look, I'm sorry if some of you think that is crazy and you get all Scrooge-like about Christmas music and decorations. They bring me joy. Can you at least get behind that? A fair portion of my decorations are nativity sets. I already had a couple, and then my collection grew when my father-in-law gave me many of theirs that they have collected over the years. Although, I'm still waiting for him to give me the Fontanini set. I have a basic set of the Fontanini figures, but his is a much more substantial set. I remember Ruth, my mother-in-law, would put them out under her tree and my girls would play with them, which is why I got my own set. I thought they were lovely figures, but they were not breakable. So perfect for little hands. And 
they have proven to be a favorite of my girls over the years. All the boxes they came in are now ripped because one year I gave Grace the sole responsibility of setting up the scene. She had a hard time figuring out how to open the boxes, so she simply ripped them apart. I, of course, did not notice until it was too late. And this was just last year. No, I'm kidding. It was many, many years ago. She was very small. And now Micah has very much enjoyed playing with these figures as well. Yesterday at lunch, he carried all of the figures one by one and lined them up around the table. I'm pleased to let him play with these figures. I did draw the line, however, at throwing them across the room. Okay, we are not going to chuck baby Jesus in my plants. We do talk about who these figures represent, but... I have not told him the whole story, so I'm going to do that now. I know many of you know the story and have heard the scripture, but this is for Micah and Maisie and all my other grandbabies who come after. Mary and Joseph had to travel a long way from their home to a town called Bethlehem because the people in charge wanted to count how many people lived in the country. They couldn't take the bus or drive a car because they hadn't been invented yet. That is why Mary rode a donkey all the way to Bethlehem. And we have a donkey sitting right next to her in the nativity scene. The people in charge told everybody that they had to travel to a different place, so there were too many people for the little town of Bethlehem to hold. And by the time Mary and Joseph made it to the town, there was no place for them to sleep. Fortunately, someone let them stay in the barn or a stable, the place where animals sleep. I like to see the cows in our scene because it reminds me that Mary and Joseph did not have the most comfy surroundings. They had only the stinky cows to keep them warm. While they were in Bethlehem, sleeping in that stinky barn, it was time for Mary to have her baby. So Jesus was born in the stable with all the animals, and instead of a bed, they put him in a manger, which is where the hay for the animals is kept. And because Jesus being born was such a big deal, the angels in heaven wanted to tell everyone when they told the shepherds, at first the shepherds were scared, but then they were very excited and told everyone they could find. Then they ran down the hill to see Jesus. And because the shepherds are the ones taking care of the sheep, they had to bring the sheep along too. Are the sheep your favorite figures in our nativity set? Don't forget about the wise men. The wise men didn't really visit Jesus while he was in the stable. They came later. They followed a star in the sky to where Jesus was. It took them a long time to find Jesus. 
but we like to include them in our nativity scene because they did eventually find Jesus. That's why we have all those figures in our nativity scene. I also have a collection of figures from the old Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer TV special. They came with a storybook. Micah's big takeaway from the show was, of course, the abominable snow monster. After watching the show again through little eyes, the bumble is kind of scary. The Rudolph figures have found their way into the nativity scene. It seems like a fitting picture of our Christmas, the sacred and the secular all mixed up. I don't feel a dissonance with this. Yes, we can get carried away with all the stuff of Christmas, but the idea of giving gifts to people we care about, or even people we only kind of like a little bit, works for me in the sacred. For isn't that what Jesus did? His life is a gift to all of us, and I personally like to receive gifts. I know that isn't the popular notion these days. It's better to give than to receive. And of course, we want to be generous people. But to find joy in giving, we like to see the joy in the recipients receiving our gift. It certainly takes the joy out of giving when the recipient hardly responds or reacts as though you have now inconvenienced them with some useless junk. The receiving of gifts works for me in the sacred, for that gift that Jesus gave us must be received. Many have rejected his gift, and many of us who have accepted Jesus' gift only take it with conditions. But who wants their gift to be accepted with conditions? Thank you for this beautiful sweater. I really do love it. It fits perfectly. It's just what I like. I will wear it once I feel like I'm pretty enough to wear it. Okay, I'm preaching now. Sorry, I'm done. Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy the season of giving. Give gifts with joy and receive gifts with joy. Oh, and any gifts given to On Carlson Drive and its host will be received with joy. Jingle bells, jingle bells. It's the end. Well, we just kind of put a microphone in the room and uh, let Micah wander around and talk. He will talk. <laughs> he won't necessarily say what you want him to say, but he will talk. And this is Mary. Yeah? Mary. What What did Mary do? Mary. Um, she wore on the jockey to Bethlehem. Oh, Can you yeah. say that? Bethlehem. She was on a journey to Bethlehem? Yeah. To Bethlehem. That's really good. It's, it's, and then when they got there, they need to have a hotel room to stay in, but all the hotel rooms were full. Oh, no. But you can stay in the first day if you want. And then they said, yeah, I am okay. Do you like to listen to grandma stories? Yeah. 
Can you tell me about the grammar stories you like? And the grammar stories when they chop the tree down. Oh. Yeah, and that, and that would be very sad. Yeah, it made me sad, didn't uh, it? And you, you talk about the, a dead deer. I don't like the dead deer. Oh, no. Aunt Gracie didn't like the dead deer either, did she? She very sad about that dead deer. When you go to bed, what do you do when you go to bed? We listen to real stories. Which story do you like the best? I, I like the tree story. And I like the shoe story about the trees and the shoes. Oop, I pulled it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's a donkey. What, why do we have a donkey? <laughs> That's good. Who's this? That's Joseph. Oh, yeah? What did Joseph do? Joseph is Mary's friend. Oh, and yeah. And the baby, baby Jesus. So I'm here. I'm going to chat with my daughter, Erin, who also happens to be Micah's mother. So welcome, Erin. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, also Maisie's mother, too, but it's Micah <laughs> who listens to the story right now. That's true. Yeah, so eventually maybe Maisie will listen I'm to I'm sure she'll well. listen, too. Tell me how Micah started listening to these stories. Yeah, well, you would tell him stories in person over here when he would nap at your house or if you were just trying to get him to calm down or whatever, and so he... It was your idea to play him the stories as he was sleeping because you would play you would tell him stories in real life sure to get him to fall asleep and so um it was your idea to play him your podcast and that's what we started doing and he liked it and he liked it yeah and now he always asks for it and sometimes uh we'll like put him down and he'll come back up he, i mean like half an hour 45 minutes after he's been in bed for a while and we think oh he's asleep but he'll come out and he'll be like grandma's story stopped <laughs> i mean it's usually easy right you just turn the stories back on he's like that's all that's all i needed that's all i need to go back to sleep now i love that because that's one reason i decided to tell these stories is mostly because of you guys listening to these murder podcasts at night. I'm like, I'm going to try and tell nicer stories so you can fall asleep to gentle stories instead of murder and mayhem. Yeah, I don't think I ever fell asleep to murder podcasts. Yeah, well, it might have been more Hannah and Grace yeah. listening to the murder I was thought they listened to those um, old radio shows. Like Fibber McGee and, and Molly and, and all that stuff. So she did like to listen to those. I don't know, maybe it was just Hannah who listened to murder <laughs> yeah. podcasts. Well, there are a lot of murder podcasts out there. Yeah. I definitely have listened to plenty of murder podcasts, just not falling asleep not to as them. You fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's so funny the things that he pulls out of these stories. Oh, I know. It's hilarious. For a while, his favorite stories were the hatchet man story <laughs> and the naked man story. <laughs> right. And, you know, when you told me that, I was like, oh, ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he really understands either of them to a point that they would, like, scare him or anything. And, the, I mean, the naked man story is... There's just a... I heard a whistle and I turned and there was a naked man standing there. Yeah. 
but maybe not because no one else believed you. Right. (laughs) What I find interesting is that he likes the tree story. That's definitely his favorite right now. He has had stories he latches onto for a while, and it's like, we always have to listen to this story. It was the Hatchet Man story for a while. Is that the summer camp story? So it was that one. But yeah, it's the tree story now. That's the one he, he always wants to start with. Pretty much every night, start with the tree start story. Start with the tree story. It's beyond him a little bit, like all of the imagery and even just like the concept of death and right. loss. But I don't know if he likes something about the like affect or just like the way you talk in there or if it's just the trees or... Sure. Well, I I think you mentioned it before in that he knows that prickly ball tree. Yeah. So I talk about the prickly ball tree. Right. And he knows the bark in the backyard. Yeah. I think there's some like familiarity with recognizing the things you're talking about in the story. Well, that's one of the things I like about listening to the podcast is there's a lot of things where it's like, you know, I remember that or I, you you talk about our neighborhood. Yeah. And some of the stories obviously are about your childhood, but there's plenty of stuff about us too. And it's fun to, I don't know, just, Talk about it. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't put this in my story that I wrote. He likes me to tell the cat story every time. Mm -hmm. And um, so in my story, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. But I will give you a recap. Um, We find a cat and then she has kittens and we get to keep the kittens. And I name my kitten Spooky. And my sister's like, oh, that's a dumb name. You should name it Toasted Marshmallow. And I'm like, no, it's the right name. But Micah is all about, is that a dumb name? It's like, <laughs> no, it's not a dumb name. He goes, it looked like Toasted Marshmallow. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you are the oldest. Spooky's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> I texted my sister that. I was like, I'm not going to tell her. But I, how could I not tell her? And she's like, smart boy. yeah he'll just occasionally like say words from the podcast like the other day we were just sitting and he he started going slip slaps (laughs) (laughs) which is grace's story about her shoes her shoes oh my goodness yeah he will just randomly we'll be sitting at the dinner table and he'll go did you like to wear shoes you're like what (laughs) yeah didn't he come over the other day and he said you left gracie that was not very kind (laughs) yes he did you should have taken her to the store she loves shoes i love that he picked that out though that that was not very kind (laughs) Also talk about in my story how he likes to play with the nativity mm-hmm. scene that I have. And I don't think I told you this, but yesterday when I tried to record his voice, mm-hmm. I brought the nativity scene figurines up here. Oh, sure. He was like, no, Grandma, no, those are fragile. <laughs> I'm like, no, these aren't the fragile ones. We can get, no, no, put them back. Put them back in their place. He's so particular about things being exactly where they're supposed to be. I thought that was so interesting, though, because he will take those and, like, you know, line line them them up. up. He does that with our nativity scene, too. We really only have one that he can get to. There's a little one up on the mantle, but there's one on the piano that he likes to pull down. And they are, they're breakable. They're fragile. But he likes to just, he likes to get them down and line them up. Yes. He'll move them from the piano to like our 
game chest. Or he likes to set them down right in front of me if oh, I'm down there, you, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he has a very particular way he wants things to be done. I have these little people downstairs with my Christmas village. He likes to get those. And he likes to line them up in the doorway of the kitchen, which is so handy. <laughs> so that I can just kick them across the floor. I definitely did that when I was over here the other day. <laughs> I have three nativity scenes within his reach. I have more than that, but there are three of them that are within his reach. Yeah. Two of them, I'm like, go for it. They're plastic. Okay. Yes, I remember our sheep uh, breakdown on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. He was collecting all the sheep from cool. all three of yeah. the... He was taking them all and putting them in our bag to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I put our nativity on top of the piano, and I thought that would be an okay spot. Yeah. Because it's not super easy to get up on the piano, but we moved the piano against the stairs now, so he can climb the stairs and reach through the railing while he's standing on the stairs and get to the top of the piano. Uh, sure. He also will just climb on top of the piano. Like he can I mean, get up yeah. on the bench and he has no reservations about climbing up on the keys to get what he wants from the piano. So they're not out of reach either. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, I'm I'm excited just to keep writing stories and hopefully he'll listen to them and then we'll see what we'll see what Maisie goes and we'll see where your third baby I decides, know. you know. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Okay, we're done talking now. <laughs> well, that was a sudden end. <laughs> what is happening? This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogieland Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. Remember to subscribe, and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Facebook and Instagram at username On Carlson Drive. And be sure to visit our website at OnCarlsonDrive.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, were writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Thank you for listening to On Carlson Drive.